Welcome to the weekly sermon podcast from the First Christian Church in Great Bend, Kansas. We are a church with a mission of inspiring ordinary people to live extraordinary lives for Christ. It really doesn't matter who you are, what you have done, or how you choose to worship. You belong here. We pray that this week's sermon blesses you and that you feel God's presence through it today. Today we're wrapping up our At the Movies sermon series with a look into faith. And at FCC, fostering faith is a big part of what we do. So big that our vision and mission states that our mission is to inspire ordinary people to live extraordinary lives for Christ by fostering faith. It's a little bit hard not to finish that statement out, right? So what does fostering faith mean? And what does fostering faith look like? There may be some easy, generic ways to define faith, but I actually think it's a little more challenging than most of us would like to admit. As a children's pastor, one of the best parts of my job is to help our kiddos grow their faith. It's great. I mean, how many of you have been on the receiving end of the endless questions that kids ask? Kids are the best, right? No, seriously, I love the questions they ask. And sometimes I get a lot of questions about what goes on when the kids are with me in children's church or on Wednesday nights. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of question asking. So here's just a few of the questions that have come up recently. Were the dinosaurs before or after Jesus? How did people live so long in the Bible? Who wrote the Bible? And who decided what stories were included in the Bible and what if important stories were lost? Who created God? If God loves us, why would he send us to hell? Why doesn't Jesus just heal everyone? Why does God let bad things happen? If everything God creates is good, how come there's a devil? Why did God take Adam's rib to make Eve. Because if God created Adam from dust, couldn't God have just created Eve from dust too? How can I be from Adam and Eve and Jesus when my skin doesn't look like theirs? And what does faith mean? We can actually learn a lot from kids. Their questions usually spark something in my brain that causes me to pause and wonder and explore what those answers could be. Just take that last question and think about it. What does faith mean? Or rather, what does having faith mean? I want you to take a second and consider what faith means to you. Now, maybe you think of faith as religion or just belief in God. Maybe you describe faith as trust or confidence in someone or something, or just simply as trust in God. Faith is mentioned over and over in the Bible. We're told to act in good faith, that faith will heal us, that faith can save us. We're told to be faithful, and the list goes on and on. But Hebrews 11.1 defines faith this way. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And you know who's great at believing in things that can't be seen? 
It's kids. Kids are the best at believing, even when they can't actually see what it is. I mean, how many of you have a kiddo with an imaginary friend? Or a kid that plays pretend? Or what about a child that takes time to stare at the clouds and suddenly sees crocodiles, fairies, mermaids, or even pirate ships? Now maybe it's been a while since you've experienced the imagination and curiosity of a child. We're gonna watch a scene from Hook that I think captures the essence of a child's imagination and curiosity perfectly. Now in this scene, Peter Pan has returned to Neverland, but he can't seem to remember anything about it. He's all grown up and he's forgotten how to fly. He's forgotten the Lost Boys, Tinkerbell, Captain Hook, and so much more. Take a look. What's the deal? Where's the real food? If you can't imagine yourself being Peter Pan, you won't be Peter Pan, so eat up! imagination that the lost boys have, right? That belief that the food is there. It's hot. It's delicious. It's filling. The joy they have on their faces, that's believing without seeing. But did you notice Peter? He was disappointed. It took time for him to get past the fact that the bowls were empty. He struggled to believe that there was food on the table ready to fulfill him because he only saw the reality of the situation, that there was no food on that table. And that's the major difference between kids and adults. And now a lot of times I've heard as a Christian, I'm supposed to have this childlike faith, right? And as a kid, I thought that was great. I was a child and I had faith, boom, mission accomplished, right? I'm winning, but as an adult, I found that sentiment confusing. I didn't understand what the meaning was and how as a grown adult, I was somehow also supposed to be childlike. And the funny thing is, is that when I went to scripture to see the verses that are often quoted when people are referring to childlike faith, I couldn't find those words. Instead, I found these verses in Matthew and Mark. 
Matthew 19, 14, Jesus said, Let the little children come to me and do not stop them, for it is to such as these that the kingdom of heaven belongs. And then in Mark 10, verse 15, Jesus says, Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. Those aren't verses telling us to have childlike faith. Those verses are telling us something more. You see, what's happening beforehand is that the children were being brought to Jesus, asking for him to lay hands on them and pray. And the disciples were a bit annoyed by this. They were speaking sternly to those who were bringing their children because children were of the least importance. They were at the bottom of the social standings, overlooked, ignored, better to be seen and not heard. But Jesus interjects, telling the disciples that those who do not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never receive it. Yet somehow these verses get interpreted as we should have the faith of a child. So I want to unpack a little bit what it means to receive this kingdom of God as a little child. Because to receive the kingdom of God is not all about what awaits us after this life on earth. No, to receive the kingdom of God is about living and loving and experiencing life with God right here and right now. We must choose to humble ourselves like a little child who is learning. We must choose not to be ignorant, but instead go to scripture and read, study, and learn. Become a disciple a follower of Christ. Because admitting what we don't know doesn't make us less faithful. It helps foster our curiosity and our faith, and we need to grasp on to the childlike ways and fan those flames of curiosity. So what can we do to become more childlike? And I think to answer that, we need to look a little more closely at kids and remember what it's like to be a child. Now, I've spent most of my life taking care of, teaching, uh, learning about kids. And I may not be an expert, but if we're just going to go off of experience, I can be your person. I know a lot. So the thing I notice is that kids just don't see the world the same way that we do, right? And as adults, we need to hang on to those childlike ways. And to be clear, I'm not advocating for childish ways. There are plenty of adults who act childish. And that childish behavior is self-centered, it's immature, and sometimes it's just plain frustrating. But we need to be more childlike. And there's a difference between the two. So what qualities are we going to cling to that are childlike? Those ones that maybe we've lost to the dread of adulting. Well, here are a few things I notice about kids that are missing or forgotten in many adults. Kids are full of joy, just that pure joy. Like imagine yourself on a swing in the sunshine on a beautiful day, that kind of joy. Kids use their imaginations. I mean, grown-ups, when's the last time you took time to stare at the clouds and saw that story come into life? 
Kids are open about their emotions and feelings. They will tell you exactly how they feel with their words or their actions. Kids trust. They trust willingly and they believe wholeheartedly what they are told. They forgive easily, right? They forgive, they move forward, they accept apologies, and they're usually willing to give others a fresh start. Kids accept others. I've seen the most beautiful interactions with kids who don't worry if their friends don't look like them, speak like them, or learn like them. They simply accept them for who God created them to be. Kids are willing and excited to learn and grow and change, and they're constantly learning. They're watching and taking it all in. They want to know more, and then they're excited to tell what they learn to everyone. And kids question, right? They question, and they question, and they question because that curiosity has not been diminished. They want those answers, but they're also willing to go find them, right? And that endless questioning just goes on and on and on. And many of those qualities are childlike, but as adults, somehow we lose them. We grow older, we become kind of hardened to the world around us. In the movie Hook, we see how Peter forgot so much. He lost the joy of life. There was no curiosity. There was no questioning. Peter knew the answers in every situation. Peter had his whole life organized. Everything had its place. Every box was checked. There was a schedule to follow. And everything fit neatly into its own little box. But when he finally let go of the hardness he'd built up around himself, when he finally remembered what it was like to be in Neverland, his joy returned, his imagination, his curiosity, and that's what we need to strive to hang on to. Because adults think they know with certainty what's there and what isn't there. We believe that we are the authority on right and wrong, and we believe we have all the answers. And sometimes we're really good at just giving answers or offering solutions to people who aren't even asking for our input. And that certainty becomes the opposite of faith. Because when we are certain of everything, we're closing doors and trying to give God boundaries. When we declare with certainty that we have the answers and we know the best way, we are trying to dictate what God can do. We cannot have faith and live a life of certainty. Our God is bigger than that. Our God is bigger than we can imagine, and there is no way we can even comprehend just how big and how mighty our Creator is. There are no boundaries for God. There is no box we can place God into and set neatly on a shelf. There is no schedule to pencil God's plans into. And we must get comfortable with the unknown. We must leave room for faith. If faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen, that means we must believe in what we can't see and what we can't understand. 
we must embrace the idea that we don't have all the answers. And just like Peter Pan had to let go of what he knew to be true, that there was no food on that table, there was no way to keep every part of life scheduled and organized, we have to be willing to let go of our certainties and be willing to believe that even though we may not be able to see the why or the how, we can have faith that God is there in the mix of it all. We have to believe and hope and trust that when we take that leap, God will be there to help us fly. That's how we continue to deepen our faith. That's how we remain childlike, by continuing to learn continuing to be curious, giving up our certainties, and choosing to believe, even when that belief challenges everything we think we knew. So, I want to challenge you in a way that I think can help foster your faith. Because often we gather here in this space expecting to listen and learn, expecting wisdom to be imparted upon us. But this is truly just the starting point. Sunday mornings are what tickle our brains and hopefully spark that curiosity. Now, I'm not an expert. I don't have it all figured out. But I am still curious. And I am still learning. And that's my hope for each of you, too. I want you to be willing to say, I don't know. But I want to challenge you to ask questions. Don't stop there. Seek the answers. Open your Bible. Read scripture. Talk with friends. Open your hearts and your minds to new interpretations and new points of view. Be curious. Be ready to wrestle with the hard questions and grow. And don't assume that you have all the answers. Your faith will grow deeper when you become more curious and you let go of the need to see in order to believe. And lastly, I really hope you'll choose to see the world through the eyes of a child. Choose to be full of wonder. Choose to hope relentlessly. Choose to trust in God even when you can't understand. Choose to give up childish behaviors and become more childlike grow older, grow wiser, but never grow up and never lose that curious faith. Let us pray. God, we come to you today and we're grateful. We're grateful that you long to be in a relationship with us. We're grateful that you are a God that is so big and that we don't have to have everything figured out. God, I pray that you would just open our hearts, open our minds, Lord, and help us to remain curious to all the mysteries that abound with you. God, we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon, and we hope you are able to join us next week. To learn more about FCC Great Bend, visit us online at firstchristianchurchgb.com. 
Again, that's firstchristianchurchgb.com. God bless and have a great week.